All right, guys, good morning. Happy New Year. I'm Dave Villa. Welcome to Game Changer Sales Cast. And uh, first Monday, the first show of the new year. And you know what? How appropriate. We're going to talk about cold calling today. I don't have a guest on today, so you're going to deal with me for the next half hour. Listen, I want to take your calls. I want to take your comments. We're going to talk about fishing the cold call, fishing the cold call. I'm going to talk to you guys about cold calling. It's what we hate as salespeople. Matter of fact, I have had some uh, individuals that I've challenged, and I want to put it out there. I've challenged them to come onto the show because these articles out there that cold calling is dead is for the birds. Let me tell you something. It's dead if you don't know how to do it. And if you don't know how to do it, I'm happy because it means there's more opportunity for the ones who do know how to do it. Cold calling is not only not dead, it is for the elite. And if you are in sales and you want to become the elite, then I suggest you learn how to cold call effectively. Look, I'm going to ask you this. Have you ever been fishing? Have you ever been fishing? I, mean, I, I see people doing this in the audience. Like I see people right now like watching on Facebook Live and on davidvilla.me and on serialsalespro.com. And, 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 and have you ever been fishing and they're nodding their head like, yeah, Dave, I've been fishing. Well, if you've ever been fishing, you know that the dedication it takes to catch your fish on any given day is absolutely incredibly astronomically patient. I mean, it requires patience of Job. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I mean, as a kid, my grandfather, I remember specifically, my, my grandfather lived on a canal and he had a boat and he, he, was a, he was a master, master fisherman. I remember going out with him, catching rainbow trout. I remember going out and catching snook. I remember, remember going out and catching sheephead. Come on. And I remember getting up and going out there, man, and going back and he cut the head off the fish I mean, he'd slice open the middle. He'd rip out these black guts and throw them at, you know, towards me as a kid. And I hated that part. But I remember this as a, as a, as a young boy, how long it took waiting for the first bite. And, and, and as a sales professional, I often recall that and equate this process of selling to that of fishing. But I'm going to specifically talk about the cold calling. And look, we as salespeople find it difficult. Okay, to wait for that first opportunity to arise in cold calling because we don't have the patience. It's very similar to someone fishing. I remember, Lou, my grandfather, he used to fish. And then, you know what I remember? He used to grab a, a cast net and he used to go and he used to walk the banks. If you've ever done this or if you've ever seen this done, you could look it up and he would cast the net for mullet. Mullet wouldn't bite on the hook, on the bait. They were vegetarians, but what they would do is they would get caught in the net. He'd pull up 30 or 40 mullet off the banks of the, of, the, of the canal that he lived on. And I always wondered as a kid, and I asked him at least 100 times, Pop, why, won't, why can't I put my fishing pole there and catch that mullet? Son, they don't bite the hook. You got to cast the net properly. So, hey, many sales professionals become impatient. Would you agree? While waiting for success... When fishing for new clients, the same dedication guys used in fishing, I think it must exist in cold calling in order to be a successful cold caller. And again, if you want to be successful, if you want to be a sales pro, a serial sales pro, then you must learn how to cold call. If you don't cold call, then you're dead in the water. I'm going to say it again. If you don't cold call, you're dead in the water. Salespeople find ourselves frustrated and disheartened. Have you ever been disheartened? Do you know what disheartened means? It's, think about that for a second. You have, you, have the, you have a heart of a champion. You have the heart to sell. I mean, you, you feel good, man. You, you know, you, 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 your heart's in it, right? To be disheartened is when you no longer have the heart. Look, this is, I often tell guys that you can't sell effectively 
with the head. You got to sell from the heart because you got to believe in it. You, if you're selling from the head, then you're not going to last very long in the professional arena of sales. So salespeople get frustrated and they often get disheartened by the mere thought. Listen, ask yourself, have I ever been frustrated? Have I ever been disheartened by the mere thought? Not, not, not just by the action, but by, by the mere thought of investing time in searching for the interested bite, the interested prospect. Prospecting like fishing requires that you and I find the fun. We got to have, we got to have fun doing this. Let me encourage you guys. If you're in the professional arena of sales, you are already good at it. You're already good. You already do a good job. You wouldn't be on the playing field if you weren't good at sales. You're already good at it. You have to have fun. Look, a ball player is already good or they wouldn't have been drafted. They wouldn't have been traded for. They wouldn't have been hired, right? They wouldn't have been acquired. So if you're in the arena of sales, you're already good. Have fun. And we got to prepare for success. Not only do we have to have fun, we have to make preparation because I'm going to tell you, if you don't prepare, then your calls are going to come across like you didn't prepare. I believe cold calling guys is, is often difficult for several reasons. And one of those reasons, Lou, is we as salespeople forget, we fail, I'm sorry, to plan what we're going to say. And look, here's the deal. If you, You've heard the old saying, if you plan to fail, then you're failing, right, the plan. And, and the deal is this, you've got to plan what you're going to say. You've got to plan the call prior to making that call. And if you make the mistake, it's like a, it's like a fisherman, man, attempting to head out to the, to the, to the, to the bay to fish. And they forgot their gear. They forgot their rod and reel. They forgot their bait. They forgot the food. They forgot the water. They didn't bring enough gas to get the boat off the dock. That's what it's like. I've been there. How about you? All right. So Dave, how do we create the game plan that's going to help us succeed in cold calling? Great question. I'm glad you asked. Let's talk about it. The first thing we must do to quality cold call. How many want to do it right? You want to do it right. Hey, if you're on Facebook Live right now, make sure you're giving me your comments. I want to read your comments online. So if you're watching this, come on, give me your comments on cold calling. You may hate it, but those of you that are beasts, I'm talking to the ones that are successful right now. Be quiet. If you're not successful, don't say anything. But if you're successful in sales and you know you've made your success a time or two by reaching out and cold calling, even when you didn't feel like it, I'm talking about logging online when you didn't have a customer base or you didn't have a lead. All right, your company didn't provide you the leads that you needed. But instead of sitting there and going, I don't have the leads and I don't have the opportunity, I want to create my own opportunity. Those of you that are successful, you and I both know that you've done that a time or two by cold calling. So if you want to be a quality cold caller, the first thing you and I have to do is rearrange our thinking. We've got to think differently. Our goal cannot be to make the sale through the cold call. Well, what do you mean, Dave? Come on, man. I'm doing this thing to sell. Yes, you are. You're a game changer because you can sell. You're a game changer because you can move the needle. I'm not saying don't close. I'm saying to rearrange your thinking. Your goal, my goal when making the cold call cannot be to make the sale. I need my goal when cold calling has to be changing my, uh, has to be changing my expectation from closing the deal, right? To, to moving the sale along. Let me give you an example. My goal should be to gain interest. My goal needs to be to qualify potential clients. My goal needs to be to generate enough needs assessment that warrants an opportunity to move the relationship forward. Did you hear that? There's a need. That need is their need. And I have to 
discover that need. I have to identify that need and to move the situation forward. Three things must exist. Let's look at three things that must exist, right, for a cold call to be successful. Number one, I've got to plan my cold call sales goal. I have to have a goal. Look, if you don't have, if you don't know where you're going, any road is going to do. This is overlooked by most salespeople, but you need to ask yourself this question. What do I want to accomplish by the initial conversation? At the end of the initial conversation, what do I want to accomplish? We got to plan our cold calling goal. Do you have a goal for your cold calling? Listen, do you have a goal for today's cold calls? Do you know what you're going to do? If you don't, man, any road or do and you won't make it. When setting a goal, listen to this, the main item you want to remember is, listen to this, your goal needs to be action-oriented. If you set a goal and you can't put legs on that goal, that goal will stumble over and fall. That goal will not last. That goal will not be reached. It will not be obtained. If you can't put legs on it, so I'm going to say when you're setting a goal, the main item you want to remember is your goal needs to be action-oriented. You want to know by the time you hang up, the telephone. I said the telephone. You got to own the phone, man. Listen, too many salespeople. Listen, if you if you think that there's too many salespeople that have forgotten or don't know how to own the phone, give me your comments. If you want to call in today, we're going to go to a quick commercial break in here in just a second. And then as soon as we do that, we're going to come back. I'd like to hear from you on Facebook, hear from you on Twitter, hashtag Game Changer. Let's have a Twitter chat. And also I'd like to hear from you if you'd like to call in. If you want to know by the time you hang up the telephone, I said telephone, that you have accomplished something which moves the relationship forward, then you are planning your cold calling sales goal. Hey, we'll be back in about 60 seconds. Don't go anywhere. This is Game Changer SalesCast. I'm Dave Villa, and we're talking fishing the cold call. I have been using Serial Sales Pro for a little more than two years now. I highly recommend it to anybody who's either just getting in sales. Uh, I don't care if you've been in sales five years, 10 years, 20 years. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are. The shorter videos allows me to keep my concentration and also gives me more of a chance to actually apply that knowledge. I've learned how to close deals better and uh, be more effective in my communication with these customers. You know, I think what Serial Sales Pro does for me, it just keeps me sharp, keeps my edge sharp. My income has literally tripled in the last three years. This year, I'm already slated to make about 50 grand more than I made last year. I've doubled my income from what I made last year. It's definitely increased my income, uh, and a lot of that came from what I learned right from Serial Sales Pro. It's really turned my whole sales career around. It keeps me ready to, to get to the next level. So if you're not plugged in to it, get involved right away. All right, we're talking three things that must exist for a successful cold call or for a cold call to be successful. The first thing we talked about prior to the break is planning your close or your call a sales goal, planning your cold calling sales goal. The next thing I want to I want to mention is designing your hook phrase. Look, anybody you're cold calling, let's think about it for a second, okay? You watch the movie The Boiler Room. If you haven't, I recommend it. It's old, but listen, when it comes to getting on the phone, there's some, some things you need to understand. Anyone that you're cold calling does not expect to receive your call at that exact moment. Now, let's just say you're watching this right now and your product solves a problem that your potential client or the client base that you're trying to sell to needs, has a, has a need for. So there's a need by your client base or your potential client base. Let's just say you're selling widget A to the widget A industry and, and, and that widget A solves a problem that this industry has, okay? So I think that that's sales 101, right? You have to have a supply and demand. Let's just say that's there. 
If it's not, then you're in trouble. But let's just assume that those listening have a good product that meets a need and that you're serving an industry that has that problem, right? If someone's, you're in the car business, people that walk need to drive. People that, people that have an old car need a new car, right? If you're, if you're, if you're in the healthcare industry, right? People that have a health need or have a, 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 a pharmaceutical need, maybe you're in pharmaceutical rep, there's a need for that product. So anybody you're cold calling though, doesn't expect to receive your call at that exact moment, but let's just say they're there. Let's just say they're there and their whole time is consumed with finding a solution to their problem. Okay. I'm the CEO of a marketing company. Not my problem or my need, right? Is I want to do more business. I want to offer more training platforms to companies and individuals. I want to offer more marketing material to dealerships and companies out there, right? I want to uh, 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 have more workshops booked here in our workshop facility, you know, for, for marketing and for branding. So we're trying to do more business and serve more people, but that's my solution. Getting more sales, getting more appointments in my call center, getting my executives to lead better. Okay. So that's my need. So if I have a need for that and I'm busy trying as the CEO of this company trying to solve that problem, how do I do that? I'm strategizing, right? But I'm not expecting a cold call. I'm, I'm, I'm about my business. Hear me, guys. I'm about my business just like your prospective customers are about my business of my day trying to solve my problems in, in the ways that I know how and trying to figure it out. In comes a cold call. It interrupted my day. I didn't expect to receive that call at this moment but you have a solution to my problem because you've, you've investigated my needs, right? So you have to design your hook phrase. Because that customer is not expecting your call at that exact moment, for that exact reason, you must and I must prepare ourselves, listen, to gain their attention as quickly as possible. How do we do this? How do we do this? It, listen, this may not be revelatory to you, but I'm, I'm sorry if you logged in to see something revelatory. I've been selling for a long time professionally, and I'm going to tell you the biggest reason that somebody's attention is going to be gotten is because what's in it for them comes to the surface. That's a principle that you need to reintroduce or introduce for the first time into your sales arsenal. What's in it for them? Remember, in sales, your customer always wants to know what's in it for them. Look, you want to know what's in it for you, right? I want to know what's in it for me then why would your customer be any different? They want to know what's in it for them. If you can't clearly, listen to me, if you can't clearly define what's in it for your customer, then you will certainly not be able to sell without running into roadblocks. Are you hearing me? The important thing to focus on when you're designing your hook phrase, though, is realism. Look, if you're calling up and you're saying, hey, man, you know what? Our program, I want you to to hear this for a second. If I'm calling a mid-sized company and I'm telling them some astronomical uh, 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 outcome of a large company. And that's how I'm trying to quote, get their attention. But this small company, I'm telling them, Hey, you can do X, Y, Z company did this. And that's what they do in a whole month. Then how, how unrealistic is that? Right? So I'm not being real. So if, if I'm going to talk about what's in it for them, then I need to know who my audience is. I need to know what my audience looks like and who and what they identify as. Okay. The important thing to focus on when you're designing your hook phrase is realism. In other words, you can't tell somebody and guarantee somebody something that's going to be, it's going to provide or produce a return on investment that is going to be outside of the realm of actuality. All right. You may wish to design several hook phrases. Matter of fact, I would say design several hook phrases. Look, if you don't like the phrase hook phrase, then get over it. Because the bottom line is I'm not talking about manipulation or lying. I'm talking about fishing. And look, if you're throwing out a fish is just swimming. 
We're talking about cold calling. We're talking about fishing the cold call. If a fish is swimming, okay, in, in, in the canal, and they're just minding their own business, what is that fish doing? Unless they just ate, that fish is looking for food. So look, here's the deal. You got to know what fish you're fishing for. If, you're, if you were out tarpon hunting, fishing last week, and you're using the same bait for a tarpon that you are for a trout, then you're not going to catch many trout. You got to know what a trout eats. You got to know what a trout uh, likes. And you got to put that bait on there. You got to uh, understand that industry that you're dealing with. Understand what your prospect eats and what they're looking for because they're there not expecting your call but what they are doing is trying to solve their problem they're looking for food so if you find that prospect and you drop that bait in front of them you have to have several hook phrases and try to see which one has the most impact and have some sort of perfunctory knowledge up front of who you're dealing with it puts the onus on you and i right to know our stuff and to know our client base your hook phrase should be simple it shouldn't be complicated. Look, you don't have permission yet. What, what could be more complicated is your presentation. What could be more complicated is your demo or your walk around or your, your, or your, or your full-on appointment where you're demoing your product. That is where you lull them to sleep. That's where you get them in, right? But the bottom line is don't make your hook phrase and your opening complicated. It should be simple. And it has to have value proposition. What value proposition means is it's attractive not for you, it's attractive for your customer. You can't find out what's attractive to your customer until you know your customer. Let me ask you a question. Is your value proposition attractive? Is, is, your, is your hook phrase attractive? Or, or, is, it, or is it ugly? <laughs> I mean, you got an ugly hook phrase. You're walking around with like one tooth in your hook phrase. <laughs> you're walking around and you smile at your hook phrase. You're like, hey, how you doing? And you look like Jed Clampett got his teeth kicked down his throat. Look, like the Beverly Hillbillies called and wanted their hook phrase back. Is that your hook phrase or is it attractive? If your hook phrase looks like, 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 like a scene in Rocky, in Rocky when he just got his face pounded in, or if it looks like cauliflower ear on an MMA fight, then you might want to revisit your hook phrase. It's got to be attractive. Value proposition means that you are attractive. Your product and your value is attractive to the prospective client. That's important, guys. Man, that's important. You may wish to design several of them, but you've got to do whatever it takes to get that attractiveness in front. Let's look at number three of what it takes to have a quality sales call. You have to identify your customer's needs. Too often when making cold calls, sales people, I don't call them sales pros because sales pros get this. Too often sales people who are in the profession of sales attempt to present their idea. Have you ever done that? I have. Have you ever done that? I'm talking about, like, I present my idea. Like, my idea is something special, right? You got to state your initial hook, but your goal in the initial cold call is not to spend your time talking and telling the person why they should buy. Do you hear me? Save that for the presentation. I love it. Robert Crowley said, got to have more hooks than a tackle box. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Robert. That's awesome. Got to have more hooks in a tackle box, baby. And I don't mean no amateur tackle box. I don't mean like, no, no, no. You know, Lou said before the, uh, before the show, he's never fished. He said, I never went fishing, man. Never fished. With loose tackle box, I don't want those hooks. I want the hooks, I want the hooks of the guy that's on ESPN that throws his, throws his, 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 uh, throws his line out there and catches a fish on the spot, baby. That's the tackle box I want. Robert Crowley said, got to have more hooks than a tackle box. Come on, Robert. But too often when we make sales calls, guys, as salespeople that are in the profession of sales, we present our idea. 
Listen, that's not our goal. On the initial cold call, it's not our goal to, to spend your time talking and telling the customer why they should buy. We need to be qualifying and we need to ask several needs-based questions. You hear me? Needs-based questions that are going to help identify Look, when you think of identifying, what do you think of? What's the acronym? ID. When you think of ID, you think of getting pulled over by a cop. You think of the nightclub asking you, to, to Ezra, you know, being 20 years old, let me see your ID before you come in. You know, hey, I'm going, I'm going to go and I'm going to buy some, some cigarettes or I'm going, to, I'm going to buy a cigar or I'm going to buy some alcohol or whatever you got to do, right? You think of that. So you get pulled over by this cop and he goes, hey, sir, do you know why I pulled you over? Uh, no, sir. Well, let me see your ID. Let me see some identification. So we should be IDing, right? Identifying potential opportunities. Identifying means to pinpoint. We got to pick out. We we got we got we got to we got to pull them out, man. I got to spot them. It's not up for them. It's not up to them to to give us uh, their ID. It's up for uh, it's up to us to identify, guys, the potential opportunities. If you find yourself presenting your idea to the prospect on a cold call, you are losing. Let me say it again. If you find yourself presenting your idea to the prospect on a cold call, you're losing. You're losing. You're behind. You're not doing. You're not doing as well as you might think you are. You can sound good, but you're losing. And you're losing what? You're losing opportunities. And guess what? Guess what the prospect's attention is? Somewhere else. So if you are, are losing those opportunities because you're presenting your idea, you're talking, they're not listening. Their attention is somewhere else. And you can't, listen, imagine that fish swimming and not paying attention to your bait. See, the fish is swimming. What are they looking for? They're looking for food. They're looking for the next hunt. And all of a sudden, you're throwing in that shrimp, right? And that shrimp's got his tail missing. Come on, you don't, <laughs> you don't talk about, hey, Ezra, you've been fishing before. You're, hey, listen, you ever, you ever fish with live bait? You're watching. You ever fish with live shrimp? Down here in Florida, we get those big gulf shrimp. I got my boat, and my boat, we have a live well in the back where you can dump shrimp, and it, and it, and it keeps them alive. And you pull those suckers out, and they're wiggling. They're big old fat shrimp, and you put, the, put them to the back of their head so you keep them alive and they're wiggling and it's on the top of their head there you drop them in the water and they're swimming around and the fish see them because they're real but then all of a sudden sometimes you'll pull that shrimp back in because you got a bite that didn't set you know what i'm talking about and that sucker got his tail bit off now look man you know what i'm talking about stop throwing because you are fusing identify your customers need stop throwing that sh- your, your bait out there with no tail you throw that bait out there with no tail and here's martha and george two trout swimming along and George is like, Martha, there's that shrimp over there. Martha's like, George, don't you go over there and bite that shrimp with no tail. You know, last year it gave you heartburn when you bit that shrimp with no tail. I'm not going to hear you complaining all night because you bit that shrimp with no tail and you're going to have heartburn, George. George, just just wait along for, for the shrimp with the tail to come along. And here you are throwing some tired, disgusting bait out there. It's about to die. You pour that shrimp out of the water and that shrimp's like, please eat me. Please, somebody eat me because I don't have a tail. What? So, hey, man, <laughs> you're pointing behind me. Oh, the camera. Okay, my bad. I was looking over here. All right, I'm, I got to get this whole camera switch thing down here. All right? I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm all caught up in, in, in shrimp not having a tail. Come on, man. If you've, ever, if you've ever thrown bait out there without a tail, then I want, you to, I want you to message me on Facebook. If you've ever gotten better, okay, today than you were yesterday because you stopped throwing bait out with a half of, with a, with a, with the tail missing, then I want you to shout out at me, man. Listen, I don't know about you, but I can tell you I have thrown tailless bait out there. And you know what? It don't work. You got to identify the needs. That shrimp, that, that fish is swimming around 
and his attention is elsewhere because the bait is, doesn't meet the needs of the customer. Because we don't know our customers. We haven't identified their needs. We don't know what they think. We don't know how they ask, how they, how they, how they act. You should know specifically what value propositions your product or service bring to potential clients prior to making your cold call. Convert your value proposition into questions that are going to identify the needs to match the value you offer. I'm going to say it again. Convert your value propositions. Convert the attractiveness of your product, the value proposition, how attractive your product is. Convert the value or the attractiveness of your product into questions that identify the needs that are going to match the value you offer. In turn, you'll have more success at cold calling. Listen, the conversation in the cold call should be give or take. You got to ask a needs-based question, listen for a response, provide a value-based proposition based on their need. And while you identify needs, keep the goal of your phone call in mind. If it's to secure an appointment, then keep that goal in mind. You want to establish enough needs that you can transition the conversation into asking for your goal. If it's the closing call, then you gotta, you got to transition the conversation into asking for that point. Cold calling, guys, can be long and tedious, man. It can be a process that we, we, would rather, we would rather pick the coin out of crap than to do. And let me tell you something. As a salesperson, <laughs> you like that one, Lou? As a salesperson, listen, there's a lot of things, man. You might want to shove bamboo up your fingernails rather than making cold calls. I've been there. Your cold call is not designed to sell. Your cold call is designed to qualify and identify needs. As a fisherman, as a fisherwoman, you may be surrounded, listen to me, by hundreds of fish. Hundreds. There's hundreds of fish that are surrounding the fisherman and the fisherwoman out there today. But only a few of them are hungry. That to preach, man. You guys, you hear what I'm saying? There's only a few of them that are hungry. The same goes for cold calling. Each day you're presented, each day you're presented with a variety of potential prospects, but only a few are going to materialize into the quality leads and you can't let the ones that are part of the process affect you from getting and being on your A-game when that real opportunity and that real lead that's ready, hungry right now, comes swimming into your territory. Come on, man. I'm going to give you three things to remember before we wrap this thing up. Three things to remember. There's still time to call in. There's still time to let your questions be asked. I like this. The only thing that's worse then no-tailed shrimp is frozen shrimp. Have to meet your hooks and phone calls with energy and excitement. Customers feel that over the phone. Amen. Amen. Remember in cold call, I'm going to give you three things to remember. You want to write these down before we go. Number one, search out the hungry prospects and hook them. Search out the hungry prospects. To do that, you're going to have to go through some and find some and bypass some and talk to some that aren't hungry, but you got to search out the hungry ones and then hook them. If they're hungry, there's no reason not to hook them. Number two, do not be let down by the numbers. It's a numbers game, and you will have more no's than you will have yeses. Listen, keep this in mind. I'm going to switch to baseball for a second. That the most, the most highly paid baseball players are only good three out of ten times. If they're good three out of ten times, then they're paid millions. So you need to not be let down by the numbers. Number three, Remember, in cold calling, you must have a relentless attitude, relentless attitude, and you must be dedicated. Woo, what do you say, guys? Huh? Come on, man. Listen, I'm going to tell you, if you get this down, you may literally spend hours fishing and prospecting 
to be a sales pro today, though, I'm going to tell you that you, uh, you have to learn or relearn how to cold call. The art of cold calling will launch your sales status. It will not just motivate it or put some momentum under it or just barely push it forward. It'll launch it like a rocket into the stratosphere. Your sales status will go through the roof. It will separate you from your competition. Remember this, there are plenty of fish out there. And if you learn how to cold call, your plate and your belly will be full. What do you guys say, huh? Is that good? Fish the cold call. I'm Dave Villa. We'd love to have you on Game Changers. We're booked out till May. We've got guests on till May. We got we got them out so far we had to stop booking them because people can't plan their calendar that far in advance. That's a fact, Jack. Listen, don't miss next Monday. And if you missed any of the past shows, you can go to SerialSalesPro.com or DavidVilla.me and you can get all the past 15 episodes of Game Changer on there. We've got some great shows coming up. If you need training, go to SerialSalesPro.com or if you're on there, Man, I'm telling you, you will not find better training. And it's not just because I'm on there. we got six trainers on there. These people care about the success and your future, and we'll help you. I promise you that, or I'll give you your money back. I'll see you next week.